Welcome, and thanks for joining us on this episode of the Midweek Podcast, brought to you by A Fresh Wind Church. Each week, our team brings you new content that equips you to lead your everyday people to new life and new possibilities. Today's episode is led by pastors Tim and Ryan. Welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Pastor Tim, and we are going to talk about your life verse. And so, Pastor Tim, I have a question for you. Do you have a life verse? Well, let me ask you this. What do you mean by a life verse? Um, I have verses that mean a lot to me. Do I have a verse that explains my life, gives me something to aspire to, something that is like my purpose and I'm focused on? Uh, so I guess you need to define for me. This what is do pretty you, deep for you. <laughs> yeah. If you mean a life verse, are you saying, is there a verse that you write on graduation cards when you hand them out? Yes. Yes. And, and which is very pastoral. We should do that, right? If right? you're giving someone a card, you want them to to be probably, I would say more inspired. Um, if you, if it was super personal, that could get a little awkward, maybe <laughs> depending on what God's working on with you. So, uh, a, a good inspirational verse on the graduation card or in a book, that's always great, but, but maybe more on a personal level for you. Is there something that inspires you or challenges you? Does that matter? Actually, what do you, uh, maybe we should talk about that too. Should your life verse, if you have one, inspire you to be something? Should it challenge you and change things about your life? Should you reorient your life around a life verse? What do you think the purpose of a life verse is? Maybe that's a better place for us to start. Well, I think, man, I love the way you said that. To reorient my life around a particular verse that covers my whole life. I don't, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's feasible. You know, a lot of people have life verses and a lot of times I think their life verse is, is about showing everyone else you know, how spiritual they are. You know, <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't mean in, in a narcissistic way, but in a good way, you know, this is what I want to say to this graduating kid. This really meant a lot to me. It should mean a lot to you. Right. You know, study to show thyself approved. Um, yeah. So I, um, wow. We just planned this whole thing and you, you dropped that bomb on me. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> and you know, as I'm, as I'm thinking about the idea of life verse, I, I think you know, you just said that you don't know if it's feasible. I think there's something to that because we have a tendency, you know, to, if you remember those like leadership motivational posters that everyone used to hang on their walls back in like the nineties, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's some guy jumping across the canyon. I, I got to be on a committee in uh, air traffic control that put different leadership posters, uh, posters in the building. <laughs> up and all the controllers just put chewed gum on them all over the place. It was ridiculous. Excellent. And yeah. our text Payer dollars. We're going paid for that. that. Yes, yes they paid for that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All, all you Americans. <laughs> and so we, we love those sort of ideas, those posters, those one line verses, but it's easy at times. And maybe there's a danger in life verses that we got to consider too. And we didn't talk about this earlier. So I'm really just throwing bombs all over this. You I apologize. Are. You are. It was a good idea. Yeah. Until Ryan got started on the podcast today. But our, our tendency sometimes is to read a verse and be like, man, I like that. And we take it and we say, we're going to claim that that is my verse. And and we start orienting our life around it, or maybe it's your verse for the year and it's going to determine how your year goes. But have we kept it in context is another question. Like, 
Oh. <laughs> what so, are you doing? There might be this a, is, a podcast that about- we need to talk about uh, keeping scripture in context, too. Maybe not today. <laughs> well, you know what? I think um, I think Christians should have a life verse for their life right now. I, I think as we grow in the Lord, things become more and more and more important. And uh, so it should change. And I, but I, I have to be honest with you. I don't know if my aversion to this subject is because I'm against life verses or because my parents' life verses were so difficult for me to grasp. And uh, <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> their life verses were not one that I would pick out and say, you know, this really makes me feel good and motivates me to move on. So not necessarily inspiring. Well, um, yes, inspiring, but more of a challenge. Um, more of, challenging. Okay. Of a mountain uh, that I would have to climb and don't want to be reminded. So am I going to write that in a book all the time? <laughs> uh, so, but I know my dad, his situation, and he lived his life first. And my mom lived hers. I mean, they uh, it applied to them. So, and my, what I would consider my life verse, um, I have embraced because it, it applies to basically how I develop my walk with God. And uh, which was always uh, difficult uh, for me because I wanted to be all kinds of things for the Lord. And he said, no, you're going to be this. And I'm like, well, that, that's not what I want to be. This is what I want to be over here. And I want to be this and I want to be that. And I want people to understand, you know, how brilliant I am. And and he's like, nope, you're, that's not who you're going to be. You're going to be this. And so my verse kind of, my life verse kind of follows theirs. So I don't know. Maybe there's two types of life verses. There's the life verse that applies to you, you know, uh, that you should really wrestle with all the time. And then there's a life verse that inspires you to move forward. And that's the one, you know, you write in a book or a, or a congratulations card or, or something like that. What do you, would, would you put those two? I, I definitely see a distinction between them. You know, that you know, a, a real popular, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that is inspiring, but not necessarily challenging. I mean, it could be. But that's one of those ones, you know, you might see that in the weight room at a Christian high school, you know, right? I can do all things. And so I'm going to bench press 250 pounds, 900 times. And so we have that. It's inspiring. That's a great thing to write in a book or someone's graduation card. And I see that. But then there are those verses that are more challenging. You know, you think Jesus talking about, you know, be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. Mm-hmm. Let's, oh, that's, it's inspiring, but in a different way, right? right? Like that's, that's the challenge of, man, there is, you know, cause we have a culture and society that says, you know, Christ accepts you as you are. And that's true. Mm-hmm. But don't for a minute think that God's okay with you staying where you are. Mm-hmm. He says, okay, I, I, I've accepted you. I've taken you. I called you my own. Now you need to look like my son. Right. And so that's challenging. And so I, I definitely see a distinction between the two. Yeah. I, I see a lot of promises as life verses. And, and, uh, I don't think truthfully, um, uh, everyone out there who's listening, you need to have a life verse and, um, probably one that inspires you and one that challenges you. 
But somewhere in there also, you need to really dig into God's promises. I see a lot of life verses that are promises. Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Those promises, I, I think... Uh, we should build our life on those promises. And I don't think a lot of Christians know a lot of the promises. So maybe uh, choosing a, a life verse every year, this is my yearly verse, picking a promise to think about and uh, to meditate on would probably help us. And and I, I think that's great. You look at scripture. What did Paul say? He says, all of God's promises are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. We sing that song here, yes and amen a lot. And I love it. All of God's promises are yes and amen. Now, again, I, I do think we need to be cautious of just cherry picking verses out of scripture and claiming that as a promise. You're but not going to leave that. I'm not going to leave it alone because I, I think it's important. <laughs> but if, if we look at these promises that God has, has made to his people, then man, what an incredible thing to begin to, to speak that over our life and, and to reorient, there's that word again, our life around those things. Man, God is Good and he does have plans and a future for my life. Here's just that a would few, change things. Here's just a few that should change you. But we've heard them so much on motivational posters and start to written, lose their uh, yeah. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not, not be faint. faint. Isaiah forty one ten. So do not fear, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Psalm thirty-one twenty-four. Be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. So there are many promises and just great truths of the Bible that will really make a difference uh, in your life as you meditate on those. Can they be a life verse? I mean, if you're Life verses, be strong and take heart, all you hope in the Lord. If that's your life verse all your life, then, man, you've had a rough way to go. <laughs> if you just had to remind yourself every moment, every, every day. day. Oh, be strong and take heart. <laughs> His mercies are new in the, every morning, but they're gone by lunch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that. I, I I see that, man, that, that could get exhausted if that's your life verse every day of your life. And so I, I do, I think what you said earlier is, is important. This could and, and should change over time. As you grow and mature in the Lord, you, you, you seek out the deep things of God and God shows you more about who he is. There's, it's likely that those verses are going to change over time and that's okay. So even though we're calling this a life verse, doesn't necessarily mean there's a lifetime commitment uh, that you got to recite this every day of your life or, you know, put it right. on I, your I, mirror. <laughs> I think they change as, as you grow. I, and um, uh, my, my life verse, which we'll discuss here in a minute, kind of explains uh, how I focus on growing in the Lord. But my dad's life verse kind of, yeah, well, it's the reason I have an aversion to a life verse, because if that's his life verse, then my life verse it is not very good. <laughs> you know, and, um, it was Philippians three ten, and I, I want to read it because this is pain in his life made such, um, he wanted to embrace that. And so this was his life verse. He wrote it on all kinds of things. Um, it says, I want to know Christ. Yes. To know the power of his resurrection and participate 
in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. That <laughs> that makes my life verse look like a comic book, you know? <laughs> and uh, so it was his life and the change God brought in his life and his suffering um, that led him to this verse, to this verse being so important to him. And uh, it was, I, I don't know if I could even aspire to, I want to live that verse, but for me to embrace it and say, that is my life verse, that is what I live my life by, to suffer for Jesus, um, that is not me. Do I aspire to that? Yeah, I would. Does it inspire me? No, it doesn't inspire me at all. <laughs> Scares the living daylights out <laughs> exactly. of me. Exactly. <laughs> So, um, yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons that I, I have trouble with um, life's verse. Let me, let me put it this way. My dad's tombstone, this is what he wanted on it, because he lives. And we all know the great old song, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. And uh, so just knowing that that is his, was his song and this was his verse, you kind of get an idea of what his life was like. And the pain that he suffered, he didn't want it wasted. He wanted it to make him more like Christ. That's so know? good. And uh, so that hangs over a son who's like, what's your life verse? John eleven thirty five. Jesus wept. It means a lot to me. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what it means to me, but it means a lot. Um, and it's short and I can remember it. <laughs> right. And for me to say, well, I just want to embrace, you know, what my dad embraced. I didn't live the life my dad lived. I didn't suffer the way my dad suffered. And I, I, I wasn't called to higher things in the midst of that suffering. And you saw it in his life. So that's why life verses kind of freaked me out. Now my mom's life verse was exactly the same way. She lost uh, her husband when I was three. Uh, my father uh, died when he was 28 years old. And then she married and she had a lot of joy. And but her life verse was uh, Psalm thirty-five B, the second half, second half of it, which was sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And she wanted that on on her tombstone when she died, which is, hey, that's that's a great promise, but it's not another one of those that I want to buy into. You right. know, it's because of what happened to her and her clinging to the Lord that He made this verse real to her. So when I when I think about life verses, I think that's what we should be going for. What what promise, what uh, scripture in the Bible has God revealed to you that has pulled you closer to Him? And so those life verses will will not be so much the promises, the inspirational, but the ones um, that gave you a rock to stand on yeah. uh, in the midst of the storm. That's good. So now we get to this point. And let me just say this. You know, I never got the chance to meet your dad, but I go places all the time and we'll start talking about the church. And obviously you eventually get brought up as being on staff, one of the pastors here and all over the place. I mean, I was at, I officiated a wedding not too long ago for a couple. I knew a couple people in the whole place, but I'm sitting down talking to these people and no idea who they were. Talked about church and they said, is he related to Elroy? I'm like, how on everybody knows your dad. Yeah, he was, and so when I hear his life verse, 
even from the outside, kind of looking in, never got to meet him. It's evident he lived it that he pursued knowing and becoming like Christ. And it shows in this community, people know him all over the place. So pretty neat. That said, what is your life verse, Pastor Holt? (laughs) Well, uh, my life verse has probably changed a a lot. But if I was to lean back on what we just talked about with my mom and dad, the scripture that kind of describes me or my walk with Christ would probably be, uh, believe it or not, it's not all that inspirational, but Hebrews 12, verse 1. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses or martyrs, however you want to interpret that word, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Love that verse. Yeah, it's, and the reason it's for me is, is, uh, of course, we all have struggles with sin, but more than that, it was that part where he asked us to run the race marked out for us, not anybody else's race, that's which huge, uh, that's an important distinction, right? The race God has for you. Growing up with uh, an influential man that everybody loved and matter of fact, uh, when he left his first church there in Elyria, there was a lot of the next pastor that came. <laughs> I felt sorry for him. My dad was a go-getter and and um, they used to brag about him, say, my pastor will make it to the hospital before the ambulance gets there. You know, that's that's <laughs> who he is. So that was a lot to live up to. Yeah, and uh, can imagine. <laughs> and the Lord... This kind of promise, no, your race is your race. I've prepared you for your race. You can't run your dad's. Uh, you can't run Billy Graham's. Um, you're not going to run anybody else's. I've prepared you. I've gifted you. And this is your race. So run it. Run it. This is my joy that you run your race that I designed for you. Let's go. And uh, so it's always inspired me, kept me focused on who I am and not who everybody else is. And don't we see so many people get tied up in that, who everybody else is? I want to run that person's race. Their race looks more exciting. Their race looks more glamorous. Their race looks easier. Mm-hmm. And here I am kind of over here thinking, I, I, I didn't ask for this race. I wanted a different track altogether. But to say... No, no, no. This is the race God's called me to in that having that singular focus. The, and if God's called me to it, he's going to equip me. He is, as your verse says, the author and the finisher. And that's so important for every Christian, uh, not just your pastor, uh, but for all of us to realize that, yeah, um, you might not be in a glamorous position at work. Um, you married your high school sweetheart. You've got some kids. You're trying to raise them the right way. You're um, doing the right thing at work, you're you're trying to to lead your family to follow Christ, and you're trying to influence others to follow Christ, and and uh, it just don't seem like a big deal, but it's your race, and it's a very big deal. Yep. And uh, Jesus says, "This is my joy that I put you in this situation, and I want you to excel." I want you to, I want you to run it and you're going to win. I'm going to make sure you do win. And that's, that is when we started this church, we had a group that were starting churches all over and it turned into one of those 
you know, how are you doing? How are you doing? How many people are you uh, having and would uh, come and so forth and so on? And it was this verse that had me step aside from all that and say, you guys do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. And uh, I had pastors call, you know, how are you doing? Um, what's it like? It's good. It's good. Well, how many did you have? Plenty. I had plenty, you know? <laughs> and so thankful to the Lord that he said, you're going to run your race. And, and when we started this project, a fresh wind, uh, that I didn't have, I don't have that look across the street and see how well they're doing idea to, uh, drag me down. And, um, I've never had to, I never had to deal with that uh, because the Lord told me, even as a young kid, you don't have to run your dad's race. You don't have to be him. You're going to become like me and you're going to run your race. It's designed for you. And I'm going to make sure you win. I am the, I began it. I put every curve, every straight, every uphill, downhill, everything is, is especially for you. And I'm going to make sure you win. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of that YouTube video we've all seen of that track star who's, you know, running this race and he gets to the very end. And I think, I don't know if he blows his ACL or something, but I mean, just falls to the ground, can't move. And here comes his dad climbing over the rails. I mean, this is the Olympics we're talking about. I'm pretty sure that it was uh, at the Olympics. And he walks over there, wraps his arm around his son and walks him across the finish line. That is who our God is. I have authored this thing for your life. I am calling you to this race. And in those moments when we have just blown it, you know, we're not getting it right or we're just too tired. Here comes our dad crawling over the fence, putting his arm around us saying, not only did I author it, I'm going to help you finish it. I am the author and finisher of this thing. So all you guys out there listening to this last uh, 10, 15 minutes uh, can understand how important a life verse can be to someone mine for me and just how it applies to the to the race that God had has given me for my dad his verse how it applied to him so i believe that life verses are a thing but there's that inspirational side that you might want to share with everyone else but not this side where i am sharing with you how, how that life verse was pertinent for me, especially. So, yeah, I think there's, there's probably a promise out there that will help you through life that you can write in a book, but there's going to be a verse that just comes off the page and says, this is you. Do you have one like that? I do. So the verse that, and I read this verse years ago, and as soon as I read it, it was one of those verses that immediately stuck out to me. You know, I'm like, man, there is something here in this verse. And it's Isaiah 30, 21. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And I loved that verse because it, I mean, it just speaks God's in control and he's going to give me the direction. But at the same time for years, I was kind of like, okay, I want this to be my life verse. I love it. But I'm also kind of confused because I thought God would tell me to turn left or turn right. Like, isn't he supposed to guide me? And this verse says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way I walk in it. And wow. I was like, man, it's backwards. God should be telling me ahead of time, whether I'm supposed to turn right or left, not let me make a decision and then saying, okay, now let's go. And 
it was a couple years after I read this verse that I heard a sermon, I think by Stephen Furtick, called God's Will is Whatever. And I listened to that sermon and all of a sudden that idea of God's will is whatever in this verse from Isaiah clicked. I was like, that's what this is saying. And I grew up believing, and I don't think any of my pastors that I had growing up expressed this idea. So I don't really know where it came from. If I was just pulling bits and pieces over things that I heard and read, but like God had this will, this plan, this thing for my life. And it was my job to go out there and find out what that is. And if I didn't discover what that one thing was, then I have wasted my life. Mm. It doesn't matter what I've accomplished. doesn't matter how much money I've made, what my kids are like, the kind of house I live in, how many people I led to the Lord. Like none of that truly matters if I don't find out that thing. Yeah, I might've done some cool things, but I blew it. I missed it. And I squandered the, the life God gave me. And so I always thought that it was this thing out there that I had to go find. And if I missed it, I was toast. And then I, I listened to that sermon, God's will is whatever. That's heavy. It is. And so that's what I, I grew up with this idea like, okay, that's what. It, and so I, you know, I'd read all these leadership books and all these things and about how to be a great leader and how to, you know, develop vision and mission for your life and all, all in pursuit of that because I felt this weight all the time that I've got to find that thing that I'm supposed to be. And what are most leadership books about? Find your one thing. I'm pretty yeah. sure there's a leadership book called that your one thing. <laughs> and, and so it's like, everything kind of leans that direction. And so I was like, man, I don't want to miss it. If there's one thing, one reason I'm supposed to be here, I want to find it. And then I, this verse just wouldn't let me go. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk in it. And it started to click. Sometimes it is not about what I do. It's about who I'm becoming. Exactly. Wow. That's, that's awesome. And so sometimes we can get paralyzed in, well, am I supposed to be a pastor or an author? Am I supposed to be a teacher or a doctor? You know, like we have all these choices that we come up to in life and, and we think like it's a fork in the road and I've got to make a decision. I don't want to screw this up. Cause I don't want to waste my life being what I'm not supposed to be. And here I'm, I'm reading this verse and it's like, I could almost feel God like giving me a nudge, like just pick one and go do it. Wow. I don't, I don't care which one just go pick. And if you pick to be a pastor, well, I'm going to equip you. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you and you will be the best pastor that you can possibly be. Cause this is the way walk in it. And so he's pushing us behind, you know, pushing me from behind saying, just pick something, pick something. And when you do that, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, Hey, this is the way walk in it. And so he lays that race out. He's authoring that, that race that he has for us. But sometimes it's, it's not just this one thing that you're going to miss. And if you miss it, your life is ruined and wasted. What is faith? the absence of things hoped for, you know, like I, I can't always see it. It's, it's this confidence and thing that I, that I can't see. And sometimes without faith, scripture says it's impossible to please God. And so if it was always as easy as Ryan, you're a pastor, Tim, you're, you're a pastor too. You know, <laughs> if it was always just that easy, then there's not a lot of faith required. Right. You know, it's in those moments when it's, I don't know 
and there's some risk involved and there's some uncertainty involved and you pray and you seek God and you, and you go to his word, you seek out godly counsel, you do all of that. And then you say, I still, I still got two options, three options. And, and they're all great. You know, and people are saying this, people are saying that, and God's word is, is saying any of these would be great. What do I do? Maybe God's just saying, pick something, pick something. And once you do, he's like, all right, I'm going to author that race for you. And I'm going to make sure, like you said, that you finish well. That's the wonderful thing about the sovereignty of God. And I think we miss that, that as we, we look to God's sovereignty as in you're called to this woman, you're called to this um, service, you're now, called and, to. You know, let me stop you right there. Because <laughs> if that was true, right? Like you're called to this woman. And I, I remember preaching a sermon at youth group back when I was in the youth ministry. And I was like, if you, cause that's what people believe, right? Like there's right. one person out there. That's what all the Hollywood movies, all the books tell us. Yeah. It's like, if you miss the right person then the person you married also picked the wrong person in the person that married the person that you were supposed to marry picked the wrong person. And so by your one act of stupidity and ignorance, you just threw off the relational equilibrium of the entire planet. If that was true. Well, here's the great thing about the sovereignty of God. With all these choices he's given us uh, to serve him with, uh, everything you said wrapped up in this, um, his sovereignty is still, you end up where he sent you in the first place. You know, you, you end up, he's the author and finisher of your faith. Um, well, I made a terrible decision there. Well, okay, whatever decision that you made, you're going to end up where you're supposed to be. That's a great thing about God. And I think we we give him... We make him less when we don't realize that that's really what's going on. I love the way that verse explains you, you know? Yeah. And um, so this life verse phenomena, I think, is is a true thing. And uh, if you haven't found yours, hopefully this year in your reading that you'll, you'll find a verse that will grab a hold of you and say, uh, and the Lord speak to you through it and say, Hey, I got you. And uh this is this is who you are. This is the direction uh or this is uh the peace or this is the power or this is um the motivation for your life. Uh grab a hold of it. And I think they do change uh as as you go uh through life. Um uh but uh mine hasn't changed in a long 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 time. And, uh, so, and my dad's didn't change for a long time. And, and, uh, it's those verses that get us through the fire that seem to imprint on our souls. And you can call that a life verse. Absolutely. What a good God that we have, that he is in control, working all those things out. And, you know, what did Paul say? That he is working all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I think it was J.D. Greer maybe did this uh, small group discipleship video. And he talked about how God is weaving this tapestry. And when we get to heaven, you know, that tapestry is our life. And when we get to heaven, it's going to be beautiful. We're going to get to see it. The problem is right now we're looking at the back of the tapestry, you know, and it's just this tangled mess of yarn and string. And you have no idea. That's a great illustration. What it looks like. It just looks like a mess. And then you, you have these life verses that kind of ground you and, and give you direction and purpose. They inspire you. They challenge you. They encourage you. But then we're going to get 
to heaven one day and we're going to get to look at this thing that God was doing. We're going to be like, oh my gosh, how did I not see that? You know, he is doing something so amazing in your life. He is working all things for the good. If you love him and you're called according to his purpose, when, he, when you get to heaven, it's going to be great. So let's answer our own question. Um, should you have a life verse as a Christian? I think you should. Absolutely. I think you should see your life in a verse of scripture, just like mine. Um, even the first part, which it says, since we're surrounded with such a great cloud of witnesses, well, that witness was my dad to me. Am I going to have to live up to him and what he was? And the Lord said, no, I got your own race over here. They're all in one verse, Yep. you know, that, it, it, that really explained my life. Now, you might be out there today thinking, oh my gosh, now I got to have this verse that <laughs> you have this so much new you. pressure in your life you didn't even know existed. <laughs> That's right. And I want you to have it by Sunday. <laughs> I think um, the verse doesn't say, I pick you. Uh, well, no, that's not what I meant to say. You don't pick that verse. It kind of picks you. Right. And uh, so. Certainly uh, in my experience, and it sounds like yours. Right. So be be available and be listening for God to pick one for you. And uh, it'll it'll mean a lot to you. And, and when things get uh, soft and swampy and uh, your footing's not great, it's that. That kind of verse that'll hold you up and be the foundation when the storm comes. Saying all that, we have a bunch of live verses we want to share for you. <laughs> right. And also a little bit of a warning, because as we searched for life verses, we thought, what are some common life verses that maybe someone could cling to today? Uh, maybe we can do the homework. Um, there was a couple that you and I both agreed, maybe not that one. Right. <laughs> but as we just said, it meant something to, to somebody. somebody. Someone on Google said, hey, this is my life first. And um, you might not want to meet that person. Yeah. Here's the first one. When we Google, you know, life verses, this was someone's life verse they put out there. Psalm 27, 12. Do not turn me over to the desires of my foes. For false witnesses rise up against me, spouting malicious accusations. That sounds like somebody was going through a, a, one of these divorces where they're fighting for custody of kids or something. That or they're in politics. Well, there you go. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't go there, but here we yeah, are. Yeah. Um, man, if that's, if that's your life verse, um, you, you got a tough go. Right. Here was the second life verse that, again, someone posted this online and we both looked at each other and said, what? <laughs> John 4:18. Someone's life verse. The fact is, you have had five husbands. <laughs> and the man you have now is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. Wow. Another one of those verses that um challenging maybe, yeah. inspiring maybe not. <laughs> but um spoke to someone obviously. It spoke to someone most certainly. Well, we covered Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That's one of the popular uh, verses. And um, those are the some of the promises that get you through. So that would be a, a great life verse. Uh, Psalms 37.23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. That's so another good. one. And again, I mean, just speaks to a lot of what we've talked about today. 
Psalm 28, 7 says, the Lord is my strength and my shield in him, my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts with my song. I give him thanks. Wow. Sounds like a worship leaders. It does. Uh, life verse. Teresa, if you're looking for a life verse, we there just found go. one for you. <laughs> there you go. Psalm nineteen fourteen. I like this one. Uh, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And if you can, if that attaches to your heart, what kind of man are you going to be? What kind yep. of woman are you going to be? Isaiah forty thirty one. but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's another, another good one that you don't get to personalize that one because I use it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that one, we, I've already staked claim to it. <laughs> uh, Psalm 37, four, we've heard this before. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Boy, we want the desires of our heart, don't we? But we, we don't even know the desires of our heart until we learn to delight ourselves in the Lord. Again, that's one of those, it's so important to keep that grounded in what scripture's saying. Because right. we can cling to the second part of that verse, say, I want to, yeah, the Lord's going to give me the desires of my heart. You've got to delight yourself in the Lord first when he becomes your delight. Well, I got the COVID verse of the year. So if you didn't have a verse uh, for COVID, we're not out of it yet. <laughs> so you can use this one. And it is Psalm 118.24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What about Proverbs 17:22? A merry hearth heart doth good like a medicine. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's move on. Psalm 119, uh, 133 says, Keep steady my steps according to your promise, and let no iniquity get dominion over me. Man, I can see how that could apply to uh, a lot of situations. Last one we'll leave you with today. It's kind of reminiscent, I think, of uh, your dad's. First Corinthians two two for I have decided to know nothing except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's a good life verse. It is. So, guys, this is what we want to leave with you today before Ryan prays for us and and wraps this up. There's several verses out there um, that are going to be your life verse for time periods as you grow in the grace and knowledge. Um, I don't want you to look for them. I want you to be receptive when they find you mm. and uh, they're not going to find you unless you're reading his word and you're yep. in his word life versus your life verse is not a motivational verse that you write on someone's card. Pick any, we've just covered a lot of them, pick any good <laughs> ones. All right. For that. But you need one that kind of explains you, Ryan. I have one and we talked about my mom and dad and um, many people in this church just have that. Scripture that reached out, wrapped its arms around them, and just kind of settled in. And um, that is a, a touch by the Holy Spirit that you don't want to ignore and you don't want to miss. That's right. Ryan, why don't you close us in prayer? Well, I thank you for your word, most importantly, God, that leads and guides us. It's, it's the strength that we need, the encouragement that we're also desperate for. And Father, it is in those words that we find eternal life. We discover a God who loves us and who is intimately involved in our life. And Father, uh, for everyone listening today, I pray that as they open up the pages of Scripture, that you would reveal yourself to to each of them. And Father, that uh, 
whatever their life verse needs to be, whatever they need to cling to and, and grab a hold of in this season, the thing that'll ground them, that they can stand upon, that solid rock upon which they can build their life and not be shaken. Father, I pray that it would jump off the page and grab a hold of them. And that, uh, God, that you would use that in their life to reorient them around that verse as they pursue the life you've called them to. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Midweek Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know how God is using this content in your life or send any podcast questions or topic ideas to podcast at afreshwind.org. If you would like to support this ministry financially and help us continue bringing fresh content that equips you to lead your everyday people to new life and new possibilities, simply text any amount to the number 84321. We're so grateful for your support. Make sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode of the Midweek Podcast.